What is up, everybody? This is the Foam Finger. My name is Parker. Sebastian O'Leary. Special guest. I'm Taylor. And today, we're talking about track. So, Taylor, I mean, you're on the track team, so, like, what's been your experience here at college? I mean, you're a sophomore now, so um, what's it like being a college athlete? Um, it's definitely way different than high school. Um, I really like um, how at Olivet the boys and girls are together, whereas in high school they always tried to keep us separate. Boys and girls weren't allowed to, like, run together, whereas in um, college um, they always try to keep us together as much as possible. Um, college track is a lot of fun. Uh, the meets are super fun, too. Indoor is definitely a lot different than high school, too. Um, high school, it was just all about practice before outdoor, and we only ran like two indoor meets, whereas in college we tried to get in, get in as um, much indoor meets as possible before outdoor. So I really like that too. So um, with you being track, how did you like start? Like what was the uh, beginning of Taylor's running career? So in middle school, I used to play soccer. I was a big soccer kid. And in middle school, you don't have soccer. So I started running cross country in sixth grade. I hated it because um, I'm a sprinter. I, I run fast, like in short bursts. So my dad and I, we were trying to figure out like what's for me. So we tried volleyball. I remember that. I went to volleyball camp in middle school. I absolutely hated that too. I couldn't stand the girls. Uh, I played lacrosse too. I liked hitting people with a stick and that was pretty much it. I can't catch a ball for the life of me. And then my dad was like, well, you're fast. Why don't we try and get you into track? So I started that seventh grade and I was really good. I was all city champ for a couple years in a row, and then I've just been running ever since. Okay, so you kind of just, like, fell in love with the sport? Yeah, it's definitely, like, a love-hate relationship. You can ask any runner if they like running, and they'll tell you no. It, yeah, it's the same thing with swimming. Any swimmer will tell you they hate the sport, but they love to compete, so. I mean, how'd you find Olivet? I mean, there's recruitment processes and all that, so, like, how did that all start? Oliva actually found me, so I've never even heard of Oliva ever. I actually wanted to go to Grand Valley because I used to go to the Grand Valley track camp uh, throughout high school, and I really loved it there. And then a guy named Bruce Baker, he called me up, and he was like, hey, you're really fast. We want you here. So this was the first school that I visited, and then after my first visit, I was like, holy crap, I really like it here. And this was the only college that like I ever visited. You like didn't just – no other college in mind at that point? Nope. I came here and I was like, dang, I really like it here. So I did three visits here and I did an overnight stay with one of the throwers. We were literally just talking about like that at dinner because that's kind of like my my recruitment process. I was hanging out with some of my friends back home. I got a call from the swim coach, came here on a visit. And then like after my visit here, I was supposed to go out to New York uh, to like Alfred State University and go on a visit out there. And after my visit here, I came back a week later, had my overnight visit, and then I was like the next day I committed. I was just like, I like it here. It's fun. Like, I don't know. Don't really want to go all the way out to New York and <laughs> waste 16 hours of my life driving back and forth and whatnot. Yeah, and it's close to home, too. Like, I live in Battle Creek. So, oh, okay. Yeah. What, what high school did you go to in Battle Creek? Lakeview. Lakeview? Okay. Yeah. This is kind of like Lakeview. Like, we had a really big school. There's like, what, 1,300 kids here? I think there's like... 1,100 yeah, kids. Yeah, I thought there was like 1,100. Oh, then my high school is bigger than this. Way bigger than this. Not, not I. My graduating class <laughs> is the amount of kids in this school. Oh, no, mine wasn't that Yeah, that's crazy. I graduated with 121 kids. <laughs> well, I graduated with a little bit less than 1,000. It was about like 800. That's, how, how long was your graduation? I mean, how do you like it? 
I, I really like it. Um, the one thing about, like, running is that you get burnt out so fast. Like, I don't know how it is for, like, any other sport, like you guys with swimming. But with running, it's, like, very mental. And if you're not, like, in that um, positive headspace while you're running in and out of season, it gets really bad real quick. I got burnt out last year. I think it was at conference. I did not want to run at all. And, like, right now, I'm burnt out, and the season hasn't even started yet. So, like, snap out of it. It's kind of the same thing. Like, if you're not in a good headspace for swimming, it's really not good because, like, I mean, it's a little bit different when you're running because, like, you can hear things and, like, like your head isn't surrounded by water the whole time. But, like, swimming, you're literally just, like, in the water, in your own thoughts. And for, like, however long you're you're racing, you're just thinking to yourself, and it's just you and your, like, mind while you're swimming. It, it's pretty bad if you're not in, like, the right headspace. So I get where that, like, you're coming from on that. COVID was just, like, a crazy experience for everybody. And, like, a, a lot of athletes, like, after we had that whole break where nobody did anything for four or five months, whatnot, I mean, I feel like one of the things you could do was, like, go out of the house and run. So, I mean, at least, like, your sport didn't get completely taken away. But, I mean, competition got completely taken away. But after, like, all of that, I feel like it's hard for a lot of, like, athletes just, like, in general to get back into the swing of things and get back into that right headspace. Yeah, during COVID, I definitely did not get out of the house and run. I was on TikTok (laughs) for, like, five hours. So, Taylor, you mentioned that, uh, I mean, you guys, I mean, the boys specifically – are like shooting for conference champs am i correct yeah they're shooting for a ring they got second last year in indoor so they're they've got um a couple good freshmen this year so they're shooting for a ring chase he when we were in the library he like wrote down everybody's name everybody's event that they're doing and he did the math for like everybody and when like where they were supposed to score points and we're supposed to get first okay okay that's a lot of that's a lot of planning to do. It is so everybody's got to have their head in the game, like the boys especially. The girls, there's like not enough of us. There's only like ten of us. There's only ten girls. Oh yeah. Oh there's not Jesus. A lot of girls. We just got that. two new hurdlers for indoor and outdoor. We didn't have any hurdlers. Really? Okay. Yeah, there's not a lot of girls, especially for cross country. I feel like we don't. I mean, it's kind of a similar similar situation for us. We don't really have a lot of girls to. So, I mean, you said you were a sprinter, but, like, what do you run specifically? So, I pretty much run all of the sprints from 100 to the 400 and then the 4x1 and 4x4, and I'm a long jumper. So, like, how long is, like, your longest race? Because I don't know anything about track. (laughs) So, a 400 would probably be my longest race, and that's just one lap around the track. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. That's the second hardest race you you could do in track. Arguably second hardest first one is probably the 800 that's two laps yep yep you said the guys are supposed to finish first this year if everything goes as planned i mean you never know what really could happen what happens on paper and what happens in real life are like two different things hopefully i mean it'd be nice to get a championship other than like what wrestling i think that's the only thing that really wins a lot here so it'd be nice to have like a new sport win something but how do like how how do you think the girls are gonna do like compared to everybody else in the conference? Like who who's the who's the best in the conference and like where does it where is that all the competition the lie? So Trine is always at the top. They have like a really really big team and they win conference all the time. And then it might go Calvin and Hope. It's it's always those three that are fighting with each other. 
usually it's us and Adrian that are like in the back, especially for the four by four out. I'm anchor, um, okay. so I always race this Adrian girl that's in the back. That's all I can think of right now. But normally the girls, our goal is to try not to get last. That's our goal is to try and score as many points as we can and not be last in the conference. How do you like? How do you train for track? Like, is there like, like you don't just obviously just go out and run. Like, what like? Take us through like a practice. Like, what do you do? A practice. Yeah. So, in the summer I do cross country. So normally over the summer I will do a mile if I decide to get out of bed, and then it gets to August still running cross country. Karen just has me do a mile every day. Then it gets to October, and then we go with Gatson. Gatson is the sprinting coach. Mm-hmm. Um, he has his workouts planned for the whole year already. So oh, okay. he's got this little um, notebook. He's got it printed out, and then he'll just give us a workout. So Mondays and Wednesdays are workout days. Tuesdays and Thursdays are recovery. Wednesday is an HIT day, which is high-intensity. Okay. If he doesn't like us that day. And then Friday, if he's nice, we get the day off. Or it's just um, run to the bank and then come back. And then Tuesdays and Fridays, we lift. And then Wednesdays, we have morning lift, too. Okay. So it's not like you don't have like morning practice every day? No. It's just Wednesdays where we have morning practice for lifting. And then we go back at 1 o'clock to go run. I'm joining track. Yeah, that sounds so nice. Oh, my God. We got 5 a.m.s. Every, every day. single day. <laughs> you might not like like track when you get in there though, because the boys today their workout was four three two one two three four. What's that? One hundred, two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, three hundred, two hundred, one hundred. Oof. Yeah, I mean, I have fun running. I can't run. I I'm a. Yeah, that's interesting just to see like the kind of contrast between sports and practices, because like you'd think like, I mean, swimming and track, I mean, they're very similar, but yet very different so like one's in the water one's in on land but like they're the same you do you you run meters right yeah okay so it's like i mean olympics run meters yeah i mean the rest of the world swims meters meters, but the u.s swims yards yeah i mean even then some some like in the summer we switch over to like long course which that's all meters um which is just like like have you been to the pool at all of that yeah, they had like a open pool party like Okay, the so the so that pool, just take it and you extend it by like a whole nother length and it's that's like long course and that's meters. Um but then like the pool that we have at all of that, that's a yard pool. So it's it, it only switches in between the two things, uh, like in the summer is like the only time in the US where we all swim meters and then um like the rest of the world swims meters year round. Uh, like, Parker, did you have anybody in your, like, conference that had a meter pool? A meter pool? We did. You had a meter pool? Yeah, it was, like, we had the yard pool, which was, like, like our... Oh, you had it, like, so you had a diving well at your high school? Okay. Yeah, we had our diving well, which was, that was, like, where we could swim the long course. It's, Uh, like, a giant L. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of, like, um, who is it? I think Hillsdale has something like that. Yeah, it's very similar to Hillsdale's. Okay. But, um, anyways, back to track. So, uh, what is your favorite part about track? Like, I mean, we, me and him have our favorite parts about swimming. Like, do you guys have, like, a bond as a team? 
like a family bond almost. Yeah, definitely. We're definitely a family. Um, what sucks is that like we always practice in different groups, and there's like the throwers, and there's the distance kids, and then there's the sprinters. So we're not actually all together, but we we come together like at a meet. But like the the sprinters are definitely my family, and that's one of my favorite parts about track. Um, the relays are super fun too. Um, my four by four team and I were all the girls are really close. I really like that. Yeah, we're pretty close, though. Yeah, because, like, I know on the swim team, like, we'll go on, like, fun trips and stuff like that. We'll just do a lot of things together. I mean, I haven't been able to because, I mean, everybody's in, like, ship or, like, Gillette, and I'm here. So I'm, like, very um, disengaged from all of that chaos, as you could say, in a family. (laughs) But, uh, I mean, it's always nice to see, like, other teams do that, too. Taylor. If you had to pick a favorite event, I mean, we didn't have our favorite events. Mine's like the 500. I just have a soft spot for it. But, like, in track, what's, like, your favorite event? Probably the 4x4. Four four. Okay. It's like, I, like, I hate the 400. I hate it. But, like, it's the last event. It's dark outside, and the stadium lights are on you, and your whole team is just, like, around the infield running back and forth, and you're running a lap. Just all the support, like, when your team comes together to, like, cheer you on. I like that part. Running, no, but like everybody like is coming and like screaming at you. Yeah, I like okay. that. Like that. It's like it's like that one event like in high like high school where you're about to win the meet. Yeah, you know, everybody's everybody's just, just screaming at you. That's always the fun one. But uh, if you had to pick like a favorite memory, I mean, you have your favorite event and seeing like all the people cheering for you. But kind of piggybacking off that, talking about like your favorite memory. I mean, you've been here for two years. You got to have like. A t- tip of the top, like, favorite memory? Probably last year at conference, we watched the boys break the record. Okay. For, like, the 4 by one That's always fun. That, that was super fun to watch. Because, like, we weren't expecting them to do that, and then they did it. And, like, we were all cheering for them and jumping up and down. It, yeah, it was, it's a really fun race to watch. Who was all a part of that, if you don't, if you remember? I don't remember the order, but it was... Jordan Brown, Tyler Peck, he was a senior last year, he's graduated, William Reed, and Charles Miller. Okay. Okay. Charles and Jordan still go here, right? Jordan's like the, pretty much like the the spunk of the team, I guess. Yeah, Jordan Brown's a goat. Yeah, I heard, yeah, he's he's pretty good. But Jordan has the long jump record. He broke that last year. Really? Yeah. So what Gatson does is if you get a PR, if you break a record, if you do anything good, he won't tell you until after the meet because he doesn't want you to get a big head and he doesn't want you to get excited about it. So when he didn't believe when we said Jordan broke the record because we got the measurements, they do it in meters. So like they'll say 504 meters. They don't do it in feet. So we have to convert it like in our phones and we're looking at it and JC says, he just broke the record. And Gas was like, no, 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 he didn't. Let me see it. So he turned the phone over, and he went, son of a B word, he just broke the record. And he <laughs> said, don't tell Jordan. And I was like, I, we should tell Jordan. <laughs> so then I walk over to Jordan, and I was like, you have to keep your cool. And he was like, what? I was like, I know something that you don't, and if I tell you, you have to, like, keep calm. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'm cool. I was like, you broke the long jump record. He went nuts. He started jumping up and down, and then I got in trouble for telling him. <laughs> but yeah, it, 
if you do anything good, Gatson will not tell you until after the meet or the next day. Because he doesn't want you to get excited. That's, that's wrong. That's, I'm sorry, but that's wrong. Because, <laughs> like, it's hard for us, like, with swim, to not know we broke the record. Because it's like, here's the record board. Here's our time. So, like. Yeah. And, I mean, like, I guess, I guess it's a little bit different in, like, track. Because you guys don't have, like, a physical record board, like, out by the track. It's, it's probably, like, in the gym or something, right? Yeah, it is. It, when you first walk into the gym, you turn to the right, and it's, like, up there. It's got indoor and outdoor. Okay, yeah. So, like, most, like, track records are always, like, on the inside of the gym. So, like, you guys don't see that, like, when you guys are practicing or whatnot. So, you don't, like, know, like, the record to go for. But, like, every time, like, we'll be in, like, a kick set, and, like, that's, like, pretty much the only time your head's out of the water. And, like, if I'm, like, going super hard and I'm, like, trying to find something to, like, motivate myself, I'll just, like, look up over to the side of the record. And, like, most of the events that I swim, I have the records, like, memorized in my, in my head. So, like, if I were to ever even come close to breaking one, I'm pretty sure I'd know, like, right away. But I think that's crazy that, like, he didn't he, he know. didn't know that he broke it until... Until, I, I mean, to, you told I him. I had to tell him. I felt bad. I didn't want to keep that from him. Because at Hillsdale, because I'm a jumper too, I mm-hmm. did a jump. And I walk over to Gats and I was like, because I felt good about it, I was like, how'd I do? And he went, you did like 14, which is not very good. So I'm all mad because I heard the guy say that I got 15.8, which was a PR, which is a personal record. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, that was exciting. And he was like, no, 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 you got 14. So I was mad. For about an hour, and then he walks up to me, smacks me on the back. He was like, yeah, you got 15, eight and a half. And I was like, what? I thought you said I jumped 14. You just let me be mad this whole time? He was like, yeah, I didn't want you to eat a big head. So he doesn't want you to know. Yeah, I okay. So, like, do you get to jump more than once? Um, some meets you get four jumps. Other meets you get three. So it all depends on where you are. So you'll get three or four, and then if you make it in, like, the top nine, then you go to finals, and then you'll get three or four more. Okay. Okay, so, I mean, I kind of get it as, like, if, like, you were to, like, do your three, and then you make the finals, and, like, say your third jump or something was bad, and then you're, like, trying to, like, redeem yourself in finals. Like, I get that, I guess, of, like, not telling you. But, like, if you're done, <laughs> and, like, I don't, I don't understand why he wouldn't just tell you then, like, if you're not got anything else if you don't have anything else to compete for, or, like, the same event, I guess, to compete in. Yeah, I definitely wasn't done. I think that was my second jump of the day. And oh. And I made it to finals, and then I jumped. It just went downhill from there. and went really bad after I found out. <laughs> so <laughs> I think that's why he didn't want to tell yeah, me. Yeah, right. He doesn't want to tell you. He wants to be like, oh, you guess you didn't do, like, super well. Go back and try and do better. I, I get that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of funny. You know, I think this is a good point where we move into our, new, our other section. Hot takes and hot cakes. Woo! Oh, let's do a crossover. All right, oh. so I have a podcast called Shooting False Realities, and we talk about conspiracy theories and spooky stories. I, yeah, I listened to the first one. Was that the Bigfoot one? The first episode, that yeah. was the Illuminati. Illu- okay, Illuminati. Yeah, Bigfoot was in Michigan Week. I think that was the second one. I think I okay. I think I might have listened to the Bigfoot one. I'm pretty sure I listened to the Bigfoot. I one. listened to the Homecoming one. That was a good one. So, this episode hasn't come out yet, so you guys get a little sneak peek. We talked about Ooh. we talked about Celebrity Week. You knew about this. Yes, I did know about this. So, 
four celebrities that we talked about. Let's see. They it was Helen Keller, <laughs> O.J. Simpson, oh boy, Avril Lavigne, and Michael Jackson. So, Avril Lavigne, she died in two thousand three. Uh huh. Isn't she still alive? But she had some like the record label because like she died in two thousand three. So like that was when she was like really popular. When she died. They had someone like come in and replace her to like keep making music so they could keep making money. No way. There's no way. So yeah. someone's going by her name. In like singing and like making music and like walking around. So like her record label. That's like, so messed up. That's such a money grab. That's so. Oh my god. Wait, what proof do you have? Like. So like if you take like side by side pictures from like 2003. And, like, now you can, like, see, like, facial differences, like, in her nose and, like, mole placements. It's different. I, maybe that's just aging. Oh, jeez. This see? isn't even the same person. That is not the same person. See? No. No so, way. So the theory is that she died in 2003, and then they brought some other girl in. <laughs> Bro, this just looks to keep like making a, music. This looks like a knockoff Miley Cyrus. There's no, there, there's no, I'm sorry. I mean, like, it's no like a little close, but like the nose is longer. Her eyes are different. Her forehead's bigger. <laughs> like her eyes are the, like the, like the thing that's like, I'm like, that's not the same person. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, what the hell? That's weird. I didn't even know that that was a thing. And so they're like still making money off of oh, yeah. this not Avril Lavigne girl. Yeah. Like they're still making music. I'm pretty sure she still makes music, but, like, it's weird because, like, she, the, her style of music, like, completely changed. So, like, she used to be, like, punk rock, like, the Skater Girl song, yeah. but now it's, like, not. Julia is the one that talked about this on the podcast, so, like, she knows more, mo- more about it than, like, I do. But, like, okay. she talks more into, like, the music when we talked about it. We recorded last week, so, like, we, we dove deep into all this. Okay. Okay, so... And then there's the three other celebrities. Where, where, what's all them? I, I know O.J. Simpson, Michael Jackson, and what was that? What was the Helen fourth? Keller? Helen Keller, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the deal about them? Okay, O.J. Simpson is innocent. Oh boy. Is it because of the glove? Uh, we think that his son, his oldest son Jason, he killed Nicole Brown and Ron Goldman. So what's the what's the evidence behind this one? So, Jason was known to have, like, really bad anger issues, and he worked at a restaurant. (laughs) Parker, your face. Bro, this is crazy. So, Jason worked at a restaurant, and Nicole was not his mother. That was his stepmother. And she told him that she was going to come visit him at the restaurant. She Uh didn't. She didn't tell him. So, the theory is that Jason just got pissed off, and he already didn't like her anyways. And that he killed her, and that he killed Ron. There's a bunch of stuff. Um, OJ hired a defense team for Jason, but Jason wasn't even mentioned. Didn't even get talked to or looked at. So why would OJ hire a defense team? Yeah, that's a that's a when nobody right was going to question him. Um, there's <laughs> another thing. They had an electronic like punch-in thing for his job, but his like when he clocked in, it was written, so he doesn't have an alibi. Mm. Um, what's another one that we talked about? Um. He, like, stopped taking his medication, like, months prior to, like, help him, like, keep his chill. And he had, like, a diary that, like, 
some writer obtained because there was a guy, I think his name was, his last name was like Deer. He wrote a whole book about it and we, we were uh, looking through an article and he like obtained his diary and like he was writing about like he's got like three different personalities and he wants to like kill people. Jeez. <laughs> okay. That's gotta be true. Like, yeah, I feel like I like the whole. I didn't know about any. I mean, isn't there? There's a there's a documentary on Netflix about yeah, OJ Simpson, right? Simpson versus the people. I yeah. Think. So if have you guys watched it? Yeah. No, I haven't. Okay, so there you should watch it. It's really good. Yeah, I, I heard it's really good. I just I don't know. I didn't. There's the thing. There's there's a thing like they found like a knit cap, like a black knit cap. It was found with like dog hairs stuff and um. They were, like, searching it for, like, OJ's DNA, but it didn't match. And then there was a picture found, I don't remember the exact year, that um, Jason was wearing that hat with his dog in the same picture. It was found in his storage locker. Another thing found in his storage locker was a knife, and the butt of the knife matched the injury that Nicole got on her head. Bro, what? What the fuck? There's n- mm. OJ was framed. What the heck? I, <laughs> OJ was innocent. And then, I'm assuming the whole thing with Helen Keller. She can see, and, and yeah. Dude, I've, see, I've heard about we this one. We were talking about this in the locker room, like, last week. Yeah, dude, we've, I've heard this one. I don't know. Ah. This is a very popular um, argument amongst the track kids. We were arguing about this at dinner. The actually. swim team has argued about this a couple times. You should come join us at dinner sometime then and just talk about it. Because <laughs> I had to, I was pulling up articles at dinner. How could she have flown a plane? Exactly. We talked about this. You and I literally spoke about this in the locker room. Was there no? Was there like no co-pilot? There was, but he was signing to her. But she's blind. How could she have seen it? She definitely can't hear it either. Well, she did the she did the like the feeling of the hand. That's how she like learned how to talk, or yeah. not learn how to learn how to sign. Was the feeling of like the hands? Because like the when she was a little kid, the teacher would like run her hand underwater and then like spell out water. Yep, and then she was like interviewed, and the, I because I read an article about this too. She said, or she did it in Braille or whatever, mm-hmm. that she felt the delicate movements of the plane, and that's how she flew it. Bull <laughs> <crap>. That's crazy. <laughs> there was another thing where she was like walking through a garden and like the gardener was like over a ways away on her side. She looks over and goes, Hello, and then turns around and just keeps walking. <laughs> what the hell? No way. <laughs> no <laughs> No way. Bro, there's no way that's possible. Yeah, there's none. I don't Nada. I don't know. Zero. I don't know. I don't know. Jeez. I, I, isn't it Kinsley? Kinsley's like r- real big on saying that, that Helen Keller's a fraud. Oh, she, I mean, Helen Keller probably is a fraud. That's the thing. I See, I... I nah. That's crazy. It, isn't there like an uh, another thing where like people were saying she like read a book or something? She wrote like 12 books. Or she wrote books, not read them, yeah. Like, how, how can you like, do that? Nah, she just was feeling her hand. She was getting her hand touched. <laughs> she was like, I, actually, I shouldn't make fun of that at all. <laughs> I should not. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but, um, jeez. All right. I need to listen more of this. I need to listen to that podcast. <laughs> there's, 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 there's one more. Michael Jackson, yeah. maybe. Michael yeah. Jackson's still alive. What's this one? Because his doctor <laughs> killed him. Wait a minute. What? <laughs> 
So the theory is that Michael Jackson, he faked his own death um, to get away from, like, um, some bad things that were being said about him. I don't want to mention it because it could be triggering. Um, but you can research more about that. You, but know, you already know about it. Oh, is it like the whole... Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, Let's not talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> but he faked his own death to get away from that. And there was some people... I think it was his hairdresser. I can't remember what Julia said. Uh, listen to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to remember what, what she said because I can't remember. He like tweeted out something like after he died saying like you just got some bad news but better things are to come so meaning like hey michael jackson's dead but he's gonna come back yeah that see i heard like because when he when he first died uh there's a girl what he died when we were like middle school something like, like that girl, like late elementary okay yeah i was in like fifth grade there was there was uh some girl in my school that was like a crazy huge michael jackson fan and she was like like Pretty much, like, saying that Michael Jackson was going to, like, come back to life. Like, he wasn't dead. And everybody was like, like, what are you talking about? Like, he's dead. But, like, how... So, it's just because... That tweet? No. So, there's something else. So, someone followed the ambulance that picked up Michael Jackson. So, it was said that he was wrapped in a white blanket, put in the ambulance. And they drove him to the hospital. And someone was videotaping it. And the doors open, and they see someone walk out of the ambulance, and someone like standing next to Michael Jackson, like trying to hide him, and then they walk into the hospital. Dude, I'm getting chills right now. <laughs> that is, no, no, <laughs> no. She so uh, like, how, how do you just hide forever? Cuba, baby. Cuba, baby. <laughs> there was one thing that like. It was known that, like, Michael Jackson likes to, like, dress up and not be recognized. So there was a and thing on Larry King that, like, some guy named Dave Dave, a burn victim. I saw this one. That's Michael Jackson. Yeah. Like, literally, there's a burn victim that, like, like, well, I don't remember what the story was, but, like, he, like, talks exactly like MJ. Kind of looks like him, too. But, like, not really, but, like, Just cause, he like, used to use that name, too. He used to use the name Dave Dave, and that's why they think it's him. Dude, they're... What the... Dude, what? are you getting chills, too? No, I just... It's weird if, like, all the dots line up like that. Like, that's... that's I don't know nuts. how I feel about we that. We have some locker room conversations <laughs> Michael, to talk Michael about, Michael Jackson's too. still alive? What? Dude, that's... What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I can't even debate it, because, like... I don't have enough evidence. For yeah, I'm just my brain's over here. My gears are turning. Dude, gears are shifting. Hot cakes and hot takes lately have been hitting. Like, I just can't talk because like, hot dog is a sandwich. I mean, it's a sausage sandwich. No, it's not a sandwich. Anyways, <laughs> Taylor, we can get your opinion about this after the show. But um, that's just interesting. All these like theories of like the OJ Simpson one is. The craziest one for me because I there's like actual evidence that it wasn't him. There was another documentary, not the one on Netflix. Um, I can't remember what it's called. I'll have to look it up for you guys and tell you. But they went more in depth about this. And I remember watching it like when I was younger because my parents watched it on TV. I remember seeing it and I was like, dang. And then it came back up when Julia and I were researching. I was like, oh, I remember seeing this. So they went more in depth about that theory. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, 
we're not going to go too any too farther in this. Go listen to uh, <laughs> go listen to Shooting Farms Realities. Where can they find you guys? Um, you can find us on Anchor. You can follow us on Instagram at Shooting False Realities, and you can follow us on Twitter SFR Podcast OC. We'll definitely have you guys collab on. episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, anyways, I think this is a good place to wrap up. My name's Parker. Sebastian. And I'm Taylor. You're listening to the Foam Finger. <laughs>